Welcome to the Course in Miracles podcast. Before the ayahuasca, before the... Lesson 65. I'm going to call this out right away. From I'm going to call this out at the start or at the beginning. So there are... Um, these, the time commitment on the, the next handful of lessons is a bit longer. And uh, again, just do your best, but consider, that being said, consider that you get out of it what you put into it. Uh, thanks for being part of this miraculous healing field that we are all sort of taking part in or participating in. And thank you for all of the little miracles that each one of you has worked as the result of going out there and being a little miracle machine on a mission from God. And thank you uh, to everyone who has reached out. And, and I encourage you, you can email me, courseinmiraclespodcast at gmail.com. If you've got any comments, concerns, any cool stories, anecdotes, uh, any cool miraculous things that have happened in your lives, uh, maybe some things have shifted with some of your familial dynamics. Maybe some things have shifted with maybe one of your friends. I know I shared a story about uh, one of my friends not too long ago. So that is the definition of this thing, this ACIM work doing what it is supposed to do. We show up, we do the lessons to the best of our ability, and we turn, we surrender the rest to God. And and that's it. And again, Course in Miracles, it's a structure inside of which we can practice surrender to God. Yesterday, I was talking about the uh, Father Ripperger. You know, that's that Catholicism is a different way. I do believe that um, that the that Catholic, that kind of gnarly Catholic guilt sort of stuff. There's also something incredibly um, powerful in it. Like I was talking about the the um, the virtue of mortification. There is something powerful in being able to, or being willing to suffer. Like just, it's like, because implicit in that is that there is suffering. So like the Buddhists say, life, life is suffering. And you have to wear your suffering like a badge of honor. And we, the, it's not like the Course of Miracles is easy. This stuff, it's, it's hard to forgive it is hard to forgive people that we don't believe deserve forgiveness. It is hard to forgive some of these politicians doing the things that they're doing, um, for, for doing some of the things that they're doing. By the way, it looks like Marianne Williamson is running for president again. And I would vote for Marianne Williamson. I would. You know, let's just, she's like, she's like the, the opposite of Trump in regards to like, she's not a politician, right? <laughs> like people voted for Trump because he's not a politician. Well, Marianne Williams is like the, not a politician, but the opposite of Trump. Does that make sense? And the reason I would vote for her is because I, I trust that she would be doing her best to stay connected to God in everything that she says and in everything that she did. Um, and, uh, Again, underrated human being, Miriam Williamson. Go through, watch her YouTube videos, watch her great video I've mentioned before, How to Manifest by Miriam Williamson. She knows this stuff inside and out. So it's my, I want, my ego wants Miriam Williamson to send me an email one day to the Course of Miracles podcast at gmail.com email address. And, you know, maybe me and Miriam will be friends. Who knows? Never know. 
stranger things have happened. I have ended up friends with people who were my idols, a couple of them. One of them in particular, rather, being a punk, punk rock dude. Punk rock dude who I wrote one of the, my favorite punk rock songs of all time, and the song that made me fall in love with punk rock is a song called Coolidge by The Descendants. I heard that song for the first time in 1988 at a skate ramp at a backyard halfpipe backyard ramp in Wheaton, Illinois, and I fell in love with punk rock as the result of hearing that song. And uh, there's another song called Soldier's Requiem by a band named Naked Raygun from Chicago, one of the most influential punk bands of all time, and also little known outside of Chicago. And But I ended up friends with the guy who wrote that song several 15 years later, something like that. And and we had some good times. That That was before the miracle in my life happened. That was before miracles were a thing. And that was, speaking of angels, that's when my, my guardian angel was working overtime uh, back then. I think I talked about the angel talks that uh, Father Ripperger does as well. Just Google Father Ripperger, YouTube, R-I-P-B-E-R-G-E-R, and, you know, maybe try some of that crazy Catholic stuff on. And I, I don't, I don't, I don't want to speak um, uh, disrespectfully towards the Catholic faith. I believe that there are misguided souls um, within all of the religions, just like there are within, you know, what we're doing. Um, And our job, again, is to be kind, compassionate, forgive them, for they know not what they do, which was exactly what Jesus said when they tortured him, humiliated him, made him bear his cross, in which he acquired the virtue of mortification as the result. And... um, you know, we just want to forgive everyone all the time. And these are lessons that help us do that. So without further ado, lesson 65, my only function is the one God gave me. The idea for today reaffirms your commitment to salvation. It also reminds you that you have no function other than that. Both these thoughts are obviously necessary for a total commitment. Salvation cannot be the only purpose you hold while you still cherish others. The full acceptance of salvation as your only function necessarily entails two phases, the recognition of salvation as your function and the relinquishment of all the other goals you have invented for yourself. So I want to make a bunch of money. I want a new car. I want the hottest spouse in the universe. I want, you know, money, 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 money. I want to be a successful rap musician. Whatever, right? The goals that you have invented for you. Those are all goals that, you know, perhaps every one of us has invented a, uh, invented a goal like that for ourselves at some time or another. I have turned myself into a rock star in my mind on many occasions. This is the only way in which you can take your rightful place among the saviors of the world. This is the only way in which you can say and mean, my only function is the one God gave me. I lost my, I, I lost my, there we go, lost my place. This is the only way in which you can find peace of mind. So the only way in which you can find peace of mind is by doing your function, doing the function that God gave you, right? So this is the only way in which you can say and mean, my only function is the one God gave me. There is, this is the only way in which you can find peace of mind. So that being the recognition that salvation is your function, not the goals of the world, the goals of God, the goals that God has for us. Um, 
This is the only way in which you can take your rightful place among the saviors of the world. This is the only way in which you can say and mean, my only function is the one God gave me. This is the only way in which you can find peace of mind. Today, and for a number of days to follow, set aside 10 to 15 minutes for a more sustained practice period in which you try to understand and accept what the idea for the day really means. Today's idea offers you escape from all your perceived difficulties. It's place, it places the key to the door of peace which you have closed upon yourself in your own hands. It gives you the answer to all the searching you have done since time began. There's one of those Course in Miracles bombs. It gives you the answer to all the searching you have done since time began. How much searching have you done since time began? Ask yourself that one. Try, if possible, to understand and undertake the daily extended practice periods at approximately the same time each day. Try also to determine this time in advance and then adhere to it as closely as possible. So, you know, maybe set a timer where you know you're going to have 15 minutes and... and Honor that commitment. The purpose of this is to arrange your day so that you have set apart the time for God as well as for all the trivial purposes and goals you will pursue. This is part of the long-range disciplinary training your mind needs so that the Holy Spirit can use it consistently for the purpose he shares with you. Now, I happen to go to a 12-step meeting just about every single day, and so I kind of I cheat in the meetings. And um, I'll have the lesson like up on my phone and I will silently, you know, disconnect from the content of the, the, um, the meeting or the uh, disconnect from the meeting sort of in my mind and do my little Course of Miracles. But miraculously, very often, I will hear something in the meeting that fits right in with this whole thing. So that's, I'm, I'm blessed in that regard. So perhaps you can become a full-blown alcoholic. <laughs> Go to rehab and then, you know, end up attending meetings every day and you can do your lessons from the meetings that you have to attend for the rest of your life. I'm playing. For the longer practice periods, begin by reviewing the idea for the day. Then close your eyes, repeat the idea to yourself once again, and watch your mind carefully to catch whatever thoughts cross it. At first, make no attempt to concentrate only on thoughts related to the idea for today. Rather, try to uncover each thought that, it, that arises to interfere with it. I'm going to kind of pick those off with like a laser beam. Notice each one as it comes to you with as little involvement or concern as possible, dis dismissing each one by telling yourself, this thought reflects a goal that is preventing me from accepting my only function. Right? So you're going to sit there and you're going to be reminding yourself uh, that the only function is the one that God gave you and you go into your 10 minutes or your 15 minutes and then a thought comes in that says, I need a new car. I need a Tesla. I need to ask out that man or woman. I need to X, Y, Z, right? I need to go get a hamburger, right? And, but you're going to, when those pop up, like the, you're going to zap them with the laser beam and the laser beam is this at italicized little part, this little italicized prayer that says, on this clean slate, let my true function be written for me. So you need not use these exact words, but try to get the sense of being willing to have your illusions of purpose be replaced by truth. Finally, repeat the idea for today once more and devote the rest of the practice period to trying to focus on its importance to you. 
the, re the relief its acceptance will bring you by resolving your conflicts once and for all and the extent to which you really want salvation in spite of your own foolish ideas to the contrary. So I don't want a Tesla, I want salvation, right? Uh, the, the, the Tesla would be a foolish idea to the contrary. So in the shorter practice periods, which should be undertaken at least once an hour, use this form in applying today's idea. My only function is the one God gave me. I want no other and I have no other. Sometimes close your eyes as you practice this and sometimes keep them open and look about you. It is what you see now that will be totally changed when you accept today's idea completely, right? So accepting that idea completely, right, will give you the keys to the kingdom, consider. My only function is the one God gave me. I want no other and I have no other. So just to reiterate, you're going to um, sit and close your eyes and you're, go you're going to set a timer for a, a time that works for you that you can sit down and devote the required 15 minutes. Um, my recommendation would be first thing after you get up, but sometimes we wake up and the world is happening and we have to keep up for the world. So the challenge will be setting that goal, that 15 minutes aside, and then adhering to it. So maybe say, I can do this from 1230 till 1245 on my lunch break. Maybe I have a, maybe you have a lunch break from 12 until 1, and so you devote 15 minutes of that hour um, to, to doing the lessons and honor it. Right? So one of the things I've heard said, Yogananda, I believe, said this, there's freedom in discipline, and I would agree with that wholeheartedly. Um, there is also freedom in commitment. So if we make a commitment to honor the time and we honor that commitment, we have to trust that God will make things work out in our favor, sort of. You know, it's not like it's like a rewards and punishment type of thing, but I think you get what I'm saying. So um, again, you're going to close, close your eyes, right, and repeat the idea, and then you're going to pay attention to the intruding thoughts, right? So you're sitting there, my only function is the one God gave me, and then the thought about that jerk that you saw in the In-N-Out Burger last night pops into your head. And so you're going to call that out and you're going to say, this thought reflects a goal that is preventing me from accepting my only function or something like that. Um, and then after a while, these interfering thoughts become harder to find, right? So try to continue a minute or so longer, attempting to catch a few of the idle thoughts that escaped your attention before, but do not strain or make undue effort in doing this. Then tell yourself, on this clean slate, let my true function be written for me, right? So sitting there and you're starting your 15-minute lesson that you have set aside, um, set aside at the, you know, the, the beginning of your day and that you know you're going to show up and commit to, and you're going to start with repeating the idea, and then you're going to notice the intruding thoughts and you're going to call them out. This thought reflects a goal that is preventing me from accepting my only function. And the uh, interfering thoughts will fade, will start to fade away. And can, as when you start them, when you start to notice them fading away, go for another minute or two. And then when you're sort of finished with that process, tell yourself on this clean slate, let my true function be written for me. Now this is really trippy stuff. And it can get really confusing. Don't 
fall for the traps that your ego is likely to set for you here. So that would look like, um, I'm not doing it right. I don't have 15 minutes. I can't do it today. Oh my gosh. I thought it, he said in the beginning of the podcast, there was only going to be a couple minutes a day. And now it's, there's a much longer time commitment, like yada, yada, yada. All of those are t- what are referred to again as attack thoughts, right? Those attack thoughts are attacking your invulnerability lesson 26, right? And, and you're just going to do your best, honor the fourth agreement of Don Miguel Ruiz's four agreements. The fourth agreement, always do your best, right? One of, I was talking about virtues yesterday. There's a virtue of, one of the virtues is persistence. So persistence is basically like doing something that's a pain in your butt until it's done. <laughs> that's basically it, right? It's, uh, it's, I forget the wording of it. It's like continuing with arduous tasks and service. I think it's, it's taking on arduous tasks in service of excellence. Excellence is, is part of the, the virtue of um, the virtue of perseverance is we're, we're going for excellence, right? So always do your best. You look out, if you look out into the world and you see people, the super, the super successful, the people that are seem to be almost like God, you know, like the, the, um, what's that guy's name that nobody likes? Elon Musk, the Elon Musks of the world, um, the, uh, the Joe Rogans of the world, um, the Steve Jobs RIPs of the world, all of those, say what you want about them. You can call them blood sucking capitalists or whatever. Um, but you can pretty much describe their work as excellent in some way, shape, or form. It doesn't mean that you have to agree with what they're doing or how they're navigating this universe or the, you know, the suffering they're inflicting on humanity by making us buy too many adapters for our Apple products, right? Um, there is, however, a, an element of excellence in, a, not all, but in a lot of the the super, the super duper successful. Um, that's one of the challenges I have always faced my entire life is how do I come from a place of excellence? I've always had like attention problems and I've always had problems um, paying attention to things and completing tasks. You know, I guess you would call that ADD traditionally, what would be commonly referred to as ADD rather. Um, and it doesn't mean that it's not impossible. It doesn't mean that you can't still do it. And so according to the Catholics, Father Ripperger, God gives you these challenges so that you can acquire the virtues he wants you to acquire. Now, I don't think that this needs to be Course in Miracles versus Catholicism. I don't think it needs to to be that way. You can just look out um, into your life and see the things, take a look at what it is that you see yourself really challenged with, and then seek to become virtuous in whatever's going on there. So, you know, for me, um, you know, my, my relationship with God now is in direct opposition to the vice of it, the vices of addiction that completely and totally consumed me. They, they, um, they, they filled up every little piece of my soul. Like they were all consuming. It was, there was nothing but evil, you know? And, and then I, 
I just, there's a line in my book towards the end where I'm in detox for the final time and it says, I cursed the long nights, but I, but I twisted them into my allies. So it, I, I started to accept my suffering. Like when you're going through withdrawal of pretty serious substance I was doing a lot of, if you read my book, you can find out. I've probably mentioned it on this podcast maybe, but as soon as I accepted, this is going to suck real bad. This is going to be awful. As soon as I accepted accepted it and just told myself I'm not going to sleep for four or five or six or seven nights. And on the eighth night, I might get 20 minutes of sleep. I look forward to that time, right? I look forward to that happening. Um, when you're able to sort of accept that, I, what happened was is I acquired the virtue of mortification. I believe that's the proper wording of it. Um, and I became much closer to God as the result of moving through that suffering, and, you know, it's, I see people, I see the, uh, the fentanyl addicts, um, like they're like fentanyl zombies wandering the streets of California. It's just, it's so sad, particularly in the town I used to live in, Oceanside. I mean, they're, they're everywhere. They look like literal zombies. Like you'll be walking down the street and there's just someone like standing in place outside of a liquor store with like their eyes closed, just like mumbling to themselves or sort of rocking back and forth and completely and totally like possessed by evil. You know, like they look like literal zombies. And the thing is what that addiction is doing is it's, it's preventing them from just accepting it. This is going to suck. Like I'm, I'm, rehab sucks. Nobody wants to go to rehab. But if you accept it, it can be quite pleasurable. Now, I'm kind of mixing Course in Miracles with the kind of Catholicism thing. Um, but the Course in Miracles is, it is in fact, it says, again, miracles are our birthright. Right? There is a, there's a lesson coming up in not too long. I am entitled to miracles. I think that's in the 80s somewhere, but we'll get to it soon enough. Um, but in order for us to get ourselves to that point where miracles are just happening, um, we have to purify our minds. And what we're doing with co- these course lessons is we are purifying our minds so that miracles can manifest much more easily in our lives. I mentioned a few episodes ago that according to Dr. David Hawkins, somewhere around lesson, somewhere between lesson 75 and 80, um, people in his study groups that he was conducting these experiments with, um, these spiritual experiments with, um, stopped having negative uh, responses kinesiologic responses to negative stimuli, one of them being artificial sweeteners. Um, you know, there are videos, you know, I remember watching, like, it's on 60 Minutes or something, I'm sure it's on YouTube now, but there, there are guys that, like, church people that literally dance and speak in tongues and drink, like, cobra venom, and it doesn't affect them at all. And that is the faith that can move mountains, right? That is the faith that can ingest cobra venom and not die. Um, There are stories, there's this trippy book called The Holographic Universe, and I should probably read it again. I forget the name of the author. Um, Pretty famous book, but he talks about in that book how the Hawaiian kahunas uh, were able to basically walk on hot lava. Like they, they just, they didn't, their reality, they just viewed reality differently, right? So, Course in Miracles, it gets into metaphysical, the, like the, the, the metaphysical, the beyond the physical concepts that 
can, could perhaps lead to perhaps some of you, the Magic Course of Miracles podcast does not endorse people walking on lava, by the way, but you might find yourself healing from a sickness you didn't think you could. You never know what might happen. And there are instances of miracles happening throughout history. I, not to flog a dead horse, but the, um, the 12-step programs, miracles happen every single day. I've, there's this guy that comes to one of the gatherings I attend on a regular basis, and he's been coming around for about two months now. And I saw him last night at the meeting, and it looked as if his spirit had re-inhabited his body. It was beautiful. There was this other guy that's got 11 days sober. This like big, huge, like meth dude from out in the desert, crystal meth dude from like out in the desert. And he's, I walked in, he sat down next to me and he gave me a fist bump and I fist bumped him back. And um, I feel this like kindred sort of connection to him. And uh, he just, he has been given like the, the, the gift has been given to him. He gets it. He gets that there are miracles available to him, and he's showing up. He said he'd, he told me he'd been to 16 meetings in 11 days. And uh, 11 days sober and 16 meetings in those 11 days. And to see a person who is completely and totally, completely and utterly help, hopeless be given the gift of hope, which the hope is the principle behind step two. Step two of the 12 steps is came to believe that a power greater than ourselves could restore us to sanity. The principle behind that step is hope. And to see someone who is hopeless, hopeless AF 12 days ago, now have hope in their soul, just 12 days later, it's, I can't even not begin to explain to you how beautiful of a, it's, it's the kind of thing that makes you cry when you witness it. It's the kind of thing that literally makes you cry. It's so beautiful, right? Thanks for listening. Talk to you next time. Course in Miracles podcast, Lesson 60.
spirit guides our love. 